Welcome to the 30th episode of Sawdust Nation podcast with your host, AJ Camarado. I don't know why I just said my last name. We never do that. So now everybody knows my last name. Yes, I am Italian and I am from Crafted in NJ with uh, Nick over at MPG Creations and Josh over at North Country Woodworking. What's going on, guys? Oh, uh, not much. Just, uh, you know, just here with you guys having a good time. But uh, I would like to take a chance and thank our sponsors before we go any further. Um, so with that being said, we'd like to thank Total Boat. Uh, they provide quality epoxy products with outstanding customer service. And um, you can check them out on their Instagram, Facebook, or on their website at TotalBoat.com. And next up, Sticker Beat. Uh, they have amazing custom stickers at affordable prices. Use your promo code Sawdust Nation with no spaces uh, for twenty percent off today. And back to you, AJ. How how was that for natural? <laughs> it, it was very very good. I would have never known that you wrote that down. And um, it just pre-recorded. It just flowed, man. You you did yes. so well. I I am proud of you. I have a tear in my eye because I'm so proud. I, you know, I just ordered some new stickers uh, because of that, and I ordered $1,000 worth of Total Boat stuff because you, you convinced me. You definitely well, did. I've been drinking the Kool-Aid now for a while, and I totally just unloaded and bought a bunch of stickers off Sticker Beat, so I can't wait till they come in. But I did use the promo code. everything. Oh, everything. Did you? You guys hear that? I mean, like, MPG is going to have his stickers. So if I have, will have stickers. Yeah, so hit them up. Exactly. Definitely. If you want a sticker, shoot me a DM or slide into my DMs, and I will, uh, I will go ahead and get one out to you. I would love to do some trading. I know people have been trying to get me to trade for a while, but I haven't had anything to trade them. So um, here I come. But uh, nice. Real quick, I, I gotta know, Josh, what's going on in your shop? Well, since you got to know so bad, well, we'll take a quick look at what's going on in the shop. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a good episode, ladies and gentlemen. We're already laughing. AJ's crying. It's uh, it's interesting. But uh, the coin holder, I am pretty much almost done with that. I just need to stain the rest of it. I had to order some more stain and waiting on that to come in. I went ahead and used the Glowforge to produce the cannons for the center crest and uh Painted those yellow and then the outer um, border went ahead and did that black. So it's going to be yellow cannons, black border, and then a red uh, background. And all the coin holders, the slots there, are going to be actually black. So it's going to be nice. the coloration of the insignia for the person I'm giving it to. And then uh, the family home sign is complete. I actually just finished that up, um, waiting for them to return. And they're going to go and pick that up and give it as a gift for someone that's going to be moving here shortly. So that it's another project out of the shop. And uh, it was fun. It was a fun little project to uh, knock out. Um, I have the kitchen helper. I am designing. It's something that I would like to start continuing doing. So it's going to be something um, I'm trying to make templates for and mm-hmm. make it a fast process. So you should be seeing that in the shop here soon. Boy Scouts dropped over some templates for wood. I'll be doing up some uh, things for them on the laser. Um, unfortunately, I can't do it on the Glowforge because uh, the plaques are just a little too big. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to have to do it outside on the laser. But, you know, that's why I have two. I, I can do either or, and I'm not limited. So I'm nice. very fortunate when it comes to that. And talking about lasers, I uh, had a hold of someone today and uh, helped them out with their project. Who um, was that? AJ, I don't know. I, it could have been yourself. Um, you had a hmm. little trouble finding some uh, wood, and I had some wood for you. So I went ahead and lasered <laughs> that up for you and sent it your I, way. I quit. I can't. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I can't. This is a family show. Oh my gosh! <laughs> not even five minutes in. Yeah, we didn't even hit five minutes look, in, and we're all. I have. I have no idea what you're talking about. I I I had some draft board, and you needed something lasered. I lasered it up for you in a sent it your way. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very happy to you know help a friend in need. And uh, it was it was yeah. nice working with another maker on a project. <clears throat> but uh, with that, I also finally got the 3D projects I had to uh, get out out of the shop, and they're sent away. Um, they are getting a little bit of extra goodies because they were patient and uh, allowed me to do the things I needed to do to make it proper and uh, a legit product. Because you know, I I'm learning Fusion like most of you guys out there. And uh, it took me a little bit to get to where I wanted with those and produce a good 3D uh, printed project for them. But uh, with that, I have a 20-hour print going on right now, and I'll be <laughs> showcasing that when it's uh, done. It's about seven hours in, so it's, that's that's all the excitement going on in my shop currently. So, AJ, I have to know what's going on in your shop. I, I really, I really don't like how you did that. First, you tell me about something that I don't want to repeat. Now you're saying it in a low voice. This, is, this AJ, episode's getting AJ, weird. AJ, man, I, all I did is send you some wood. I, you needed wood. I gave you some wood. It's in the mail. <laughs> I don't like it. I, I, I don't know. All right. Anyway, I'm, before, I, before I get the chills and, and have to walk away – First, I need to know, do you have enough filament on that spool so you don't run out again? Okay, so AJ's calling me out. So I Big actually, time. yeah, the other night I had a seven-hour print. Um, I was about two hours in and I went to bed. And I woke up in the middle of the night like I do when I have a print that I know is going to complete, you know, midway through the night. Come down and I'm like, well, it looks done. Walk over and I ran out of filament. So I do have a filament sensor on order. It's not that expensive. It's going to be an addition to the 3D printer. So when I run out of filament again, because anyone with a 3D printer, I hope this isn't just me, but when you look at the filament spool, it looks like there's a lot left. That is not the case. So what a sensor does is basically senses that you're out of filament and then Pauses the machine, essentially. So when you come back, you can replace it with filament and it will continue where it picked off and you don't lose a print that's about four or five hours in. So to answer your question, sir, this is a (laughs) brand new roll of filament. And if I ran out, I'd be very sad because uh, there's absolutely no way that I could print that much filament on this bed and this printer and go through an entire roll. So, yeah. No, I got you. Well, it's good that you got enough filament on it. And those rolls definitely look like you're going to have enough because I just ran into that the other day where I went, I definitely have enough for the next 
I forget, I think it was like four or five hours left. And uh, I come back down, I don't know, about half an hour later, I was like, well, I need to change it out because I'm going to run out in like a minute. So got that all changed out and everything was fine. But since you really wanted to know uh, what was going on in my shop, all I have to say is um, orders are flying in. And uh, I know I've said it before, but people are coming out of the woodworks on ordering stuff from flags to the stuff I have on Etsy, which is some guitar stands. Um, I actually have a possible order for a coffee table that I did for Kim's parents. Um, so they just want to pick out their color first, you know, go on Minwax's site, see what they got, and then go from there. And, you know, they actually requested pine, um, which was I thought was fine, you know, because, I mean, that's what I was going to build it out anyway, unless they told me they they really wanted it out of walnut, and then I'd have to break their hearts and tell them that it's not going to cost the price that it's on there. It's going to be much more. Um, but, you know, tons of flags. Um, what else? I, right now I have about 30 open orders, um, and I don't know how I'm going to get through them, and they just keep coming in. And um, I'm overwhelmed, if you couldn't tell. I'm putting on a smile, but I'm I'm crying deep down inside <laughs> as uh, as another order. I came up the other night very um, disappointed that somebody ordered another guitar stand off of Etsy, and I was like, I'm excited because it's another order, and um, but I was highly disappointed because now that's another order that I have to do. So um, I just got a lot of stuff that's going on, um, but I do have one uh, thing that I have to do is one of those stove toppers. Never did one. Um, I got to actually make two. I got to make one for my father and then another one that um, a coworker asked me about for her friend. I got to make it and they want it in a dark color. And I priced it out in pine at first and then her friend you know, was toying around the idea of doing it as a stove topper cutting board. So now I don't want to <clears> use pine because I don't want to stain it. I don't want to you know, clear it. So I'm going to make it out of walnut and I'm very excited about that. Because it's walnut. Um, and then I think I got to do an engraving on it, which I don't know how I'm going to do and not have food go in it if they're going to use it as a cutting board. I'm thinking maybe epoxy inside it. I don't know. Some clear epoxy so you still get the depth of the cut and uh, mm-hmm. the safety of having it sealed. You know, I ran into this the other day when I've just filled a knot hole in um, a piece of ash that I used the slow hardener. I don't know why you guys are laughing. I didn't say anything. <clears throat> Nick is Nick is literally. I've never seen. I in the few times that we've been on on this, I have not seen Nick laugh this hard. I don't even think last episode I saw him laugh this hard. You okay over there, buddy? I'm just listening to you talk about filling that knot hole in that piece of ash with your slow hardener. <laughs> oh, yep. now that it's you be that, now that you it's gonna be that episode you put it that way. Oh my god. Now that you put it that way, it sounded worse the second time round. But anyway, man, that's good. That, what? Drink some bang. It's awesome, man. Now he's now he's oh Jesus Christ. Why? And Nick can't look. We're gonna going. we're gonna have Nick crying. All right. I'm sorry. I'm, anyway, I can't help it if I'm twelve. <laughs> we're all twelve at heart. But anyway, I filled it, and I noticed that um, the container that I had actually got hot. It was started to smoke. Now, I did, yes, the container, oh, Jesus. I'm talking about epoxy, people. 
You okay? Everybody okay? I have to, I'm going to have to turn Nick's video off because I don't know if I can function. <laughs> but anyway, why – I'm going to – I'm also going to say that I did one pump to one pump and then another pump to another pump. So in essence, I had two pumps of the hardener. You want me to slow it down a little bit and talk about this? <laughs> I'm going to turn I'm gonna take that earbuds out. I can't. <laughs> so. <clears throat> we're professionals. This, uh, we can do this. Yes. And three. So you were two, talking about one, pumping and. and yes. Yep. I was talking about pumping, filling knot holes um, <laughs> with the hardener. And um, I have a lot of air bubbles in it. And I don't know why. But like I said, it reacted and. It, it it got hot in the container, which I had yeah. once before because I know that the mix ratio was wrong. But if if I'm using the pumps to calculate it out, then I'm kind of curious on why now the container was brand new. It's not like I had extra epoxy in there from a previous pour or anything like that. Um, I did literally one-to-one, and next thing I know, it's it, it was getting hot. And I started for about three minutes, and I look at the – knot hole where I filled and it's full of air bubbles. So, okay. Uh, I've ran into this personally myself when it comes to when you're using the pumps, you got to make sure the pump is fully up and then you pump yes. it fully down. And if you don't do that, you will not get the appropriate amount and you will actually get the, the thermal um, reaction that you were seeing. So it, it's possible that, that it was just enough for it to cause that. Well, what I'm thinking is uh, I do full pumps in my shop, and it's it's every single time. And I go really – I do it slow so that I know that it's the, – all the epoxy resin is coming okay. out in that one pump. Well, I just want to make sure that you're not a half-pump guy. You know what I'm saying? No, but I went to go push the pump down, and a little bit of air came out. So I'm – but that was before oh. any – but I caught it before any resin started coming out. And uh, so I'm thinking that maybe there was still more air in it. Maybe it was just that little bit off. You know, that it's it, possible. It, yeah. Uh, next time I do it, I'm just going to do one pump, one pump, and then try it. I want to see if that's going to react. Maybe there really is something wrong with the, the, you know, the, the pump itself. And maybe it is picking up air. Maybe I'm, I know, I don't think I'm low on that stuff because I just got it, that, that slow hardener. So it's very, very possible, man. I mean, like what I do as a technique is I have those little ice trays for like Star Wars that I put magnets mm. on. And like uh, if it's a new container, I'll actually go ahead and mix them up and I'll throw some in there to see how it's reacting mm. to make sure the pumps are have a the air out. They're mixing appropriately. And that way I'm not pouring something that has so many variables into a project that I just spent how many hours yeah. on as well. But I mean, like. It might help you in the long run to do something like that. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I had this reaction once before um, where – because, you know, you're not holding the container the whole time. After you pour it, you put the container down. And mm -hmm. the only reason I knew it was reacting was you smelt it in the air. Like I, I smelt this overwhelming scent of epoxy and I'm going like – I know it has a little bit of a scent to it. But as soon as I touched the container, it was, it was pretty hot and um, I just put it to the side. And uh, let it cool off by itself. 
But anyway, uh, other than that, yes, you helped me out big time today because for some reason, 8th inch MDF is uh, non-existent in this world right now, and I'm not sure why. Uh, Home Depot Lowe's does not carry it. Local lumber yards don't carry it. Um, actually, another lumber yard that I called does have hardboard, but I don't, I don't think I could use that only because if I'm not mistaken, it has a coating on it, and it's a little bit different than MDF. I think it's about the same, but a little bit different. So I didn't want to chance it, get a whole sheet of it, and then I'm kind of screwed on that project. So you, I messaged you, Josh, and um, you helped me out big time. And I can't wait to get that stuff so I can get that project done as well. So now that we are all done laughing, Nick looks like he's composed. Nick, not just I, but the whole world wants to know. World, 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 world. Yes. What is going on in your one-car garage shop? Man, got a lot of stuff going on, simultaneous projects being built. Um, I'm down to uh, seven orders left until I'm completely finished with what's on my plate right now. But it... Never fails. Things just like I'll get like down to three orders and then I'll get like four more right away. <laughs> but it's all good. Um, I, as long as I can keep up and uh, keep producing um, these products as as fast as I am with that quality that I'm putting in them, then I'll, mm. I'll continue to do this until up until uh, I have to actually shut down. But um, I have a flag that I'm working on. Uh, I think I spoke on it. Last episode, uh, I got commissioned on that day, I believe. But now it's actually come to fruition. The flag is beautiful. It's got curly maple white stripes and uh, nice. the rest of the flag's walnut. So that your union and your stripes are, are walnut. And then behind it, I have the actual uh, weapon uh, cabinet constructed. Mm -hmm. I just have to take everything apart, finish it. I, I put it together to always test 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 the fit before i before i actually put the finish on but uh i gotta deconstruct it and then go ahead and finish everything then we put it back together and hand it off to the customer um nice. likewise um my cnc operations going pretty well uh, i've got a couple more cnc flags to or carved flags to work on and then uh i have a strangely enough the other day i got a message from a guy in ramstein germany over in uh uh, K-Town wow. on Ramstein Air Force Base. Mm -hmm. And uh, they ordered a large plaque. Uh, so I got to give a shout out to the Phoenix Ravens out there for hooking me up with uh, the business. So I've got my materials and I'll be ready to start that as soon as I'm done with this, um, this weapon rack. Uh, nice. Other than that, picked up a couple new tools. Nothing really major, just a, a countersink and uh, I'd like to mention I did get the Odie's oil, in, and it came in today. So I'm going to go ahead and put it on a, uh, some bread later and see how it tastes. Um, <laughs> no, it, it smells fantastic. Well, I heard it smells it fantastic, but it is food safe. So that's what I'm uh, yes. going to check that it out. It also makes your hair nice and shiny, too. It's, it's good to use it as a, like a, a leave-in conditioner. So it's, it's like not them... so much on yours, Josh. No, thanks. So it's like one of those do-all tonics from the old west. 
It is. You you know, like if you have some dry skin, you just put it on your hands, you rub it together, then you touch the piece of, uh, you know, wood, as you want to say, and then you rub it into there, and um, your hands feel nice and smooth, and so does the wood. So, Odie's Oil and Elixir. This you is not it. the official stance of the Sawdust Nation podcast. Do not use it in other means other than put it on wood and polish. Yeah, we would never, never condone that. Or, or promote that. So, um, but that's no. what really all that's going on in my shop. Uh, just kind of been plugging away. So, are you with the move coming up? Are you um, are you getting excited for it, or is it kind of like a hard feeling having to pick up and you know, you know, you've been doing a lot of crazy stuff out of this shop, so it's like you know you're so used to it and. Um, Going somewhere new, I, I could only imagine, could be a little bit difficult. So I, uh, I can't wait to, to move into a larger shop. I'm so sick and tired of walking up and down a center aisle of my garage because I don't have <laughs> mm-hmm. the, the mm-hmm. space. I don't have a, an assembly table. I'll use my table saw for that. So it's, it's really just I'm, I'm so excited. And uh, I found a, a coworker of mine. On my day job, uh, he owns a house in in my uh, new town I'm moving to in Texas, and he's going to rent me his house. So uh, everything I want is coming to fruition, and I'm I'm ready to go. Unfortunately, that means I have to leave you two knuckleheads up here in New Jersey, but I'll still be online with you guys for your for uh, Sawdust Nation podcast. So we'll see each other every week. Of course. I mean, you're going to get all the Texans down there to listen to the Sawdust Nation and to become part of it. That's right, brother. The stars at night are big and bright. <laughs> Deep in the yeah. heart of Texas. So, man, I think having a bigger shop is going to definitely help you, you know, in your growth. Because, like, we we all feel a small shop and how, you know, we want to progress and move with different tools and our flows. And, you know, you definitely have a great operation going in what you have now. And with more space, I can only see it getting better. I appreciate mm-hmm. that, man. I'm uh, I'm hoping for the best. Uh, I've got uh, some big plans. I'm already starting to do shop layout on paper. Nice. Um, but other than that. Yeah, I I can't really put the the cart before or the horse before. What is it? The cart before the horse. The cart before the horse. Yeah. So unfortunately, I have to do some things in order to get able to move that require Mm -hmm. me going through my job. So, um, and I'm just not there yet. I'm not within that window. But we're getting there. Now, one last question. One last question about the move. What are you dreading most? About like what piece in your shop are you dreading most about moving? Well, so I really don't want to have to load my CNC cart by myself. So the whole cart that's housing my CNC machine, uh, I is I that that ca- one right behind you? That one that it like has yeah, the far right there. Wow. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Now I so know why. A- it's a big card. It's on casters. I'm going to unload everything else that's in it. Like, I'll take the drawers out mm-hmm. and put the... I have a, a air compressor that's behind it on the bottom side. I'll take that off. But the the problem is it's so awkwardly big that I'm going to have to uh, load it into a U-Haul because I do not trust anybody 
from any moving company. No offense if you work for a moving company, but I don't trust anybody <laughs> touching my babies like that. Um, I've seen a lot of horror stories on people's tools and equipment either getting picked up and dropped or ending Oof. up in a pawn shop somewhere. So I'm just not, not gonna, even going to risk it. But yeah, mm. that's where I'm at, okay. man. Cool, cool. Yeah, I'm actually interested to see how you're going to pack up your shop because uh, eventually I'm going to have to do the same. So it's going to be a learning curve for, I think, both of us. I'm going to take some notes. Well, I have uh, an idea of what I – so like my toolbox, my giant toolbox that I have for my all my, my ratchets and wrenches, automotive tools and all that. I'm just going to pack that up, uh, pack the tools up that are in it, and I'll have the movers take the, the box. Um, mm-hmm. But okay. everything – all the little, like the you know, the smaller tools are coming with me in the trailer or in the back of my truck. Um, this way, I can minimize the amount of space I'm using in the trailer as best possible. Because I still have like two full lumber racks to take with me. I got a bunch of eight quarter walnut, and I got a bunch of uh, four quarter and three quarter wood up here on my my wall. So. I know a shop that's uh, I I you know you, I know a shop you, up in northern you, Jersey. Thank you, AJ, for go ahead and telling them that my shop is open for that. I appreciate no, 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 you. No, northern Jersey. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> so so I I probably will. Excuse me, I probably will have some wood that I I want to get rid of by the end. Uh, but it's not going to be anything significant. Even all my larger scraps and cutoffs, I'm going to box up and take with me just because. Cool. It's you know what's so expensive. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. Just know you have two shops that are willing to house your 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 wood while you're oh, gone. Yeah, my yeah. Uh, maybe I have somebody watch my Powermatic scooter, so you guys can. You guys have been talking about uh, talking about stealing <laughs> my scooter, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, if you want to hand it over, I mean, I'll take great care of it. I don't know about Josh though. He he might use it as a real scooter since we mentioned it, and that you'll be seeing it on the news that there's a crazy guy riding a tool down the street a joiner yeah so it, yes. for those of the our listeners who haven't listened to uh this podcast during that episode the powermatic scooter is the nickname for my my powermatic jointer that i have um <laughs> anyway is its name really scooter <clears throat> that's ex- it is I, now <laughs> it is now i have a label maker i'm gonna make it right now uh, <laughs> that's, that's awesome so but, uh, i we- mean you you want to go into it? Yeah, I uh, we have a couple couple of questions that were sent in, and one from our good listener Sam, and he has two questions for the podcast. And he wrote, "I reckon you have cut, or sorry, I reckon you have connected with woodworkers from all across the world. Are there any woodworking trends that you have noticed to be different in other countries? Any tips you've picked up from those woodworkers?" that are not often used in the United States. And then lastly, mm. he writes, and what is your favorite type of sandwich? He didn't write that, did he? Yeah, yeah absolutely he did. did. Wow. And then it got me hungry. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, AJ, what do you have? Well, I mean, the stuff that I've seen, you know, because uh, I'm on Instagram as you guys are, you know, we see a lot of stuff from all around the world. You know, it's just not, us based and um i could say that a lot of the the accounts that i have seen i've one thing i did notice that it's not a, a woodworking trend per se but it's something that they have to deal with is um 
maybe this was the few accounts that I saw, but a lot of small shops. Like it was much smaller than like what I got and they had to deal with what, you know, they were given. You know, they have this small shop, but they made amazing pieces out of that small area. And that just goes to show that you can make it out in kind of any room that you have. Trends, I'm not really too sure of. Um, so I'm I'm probably not the best to answer that. Um, but sandwiches, I would uh hmm, that's gonna be a hard one. I could go for a good roast beef on uh on white bread with uh some coleslaw on it. That's some good stuff. <sighs> I could really go for that right now. As you could tell, I'm hungry. Well now I am. So, Thanks a lot. <laughs> no problem. And uh Josh, what about you? Well, um, hmm. I've connected with some woodworkers from overseas, and I haven't noticed any trends like AJ. Nothing. It seems like in the woodworking community, especially on Instagram, we're all kind of in the same beat when it comes to certain things and how we do certain things as well. I mean, everyone might have a different technique or, you know, mm-hmm. an interesting new way to accomplish something, but we're all sharing it and it's like a melting pot. So it all gets all mixed up in there and we all, you know, try different things and you're not really sure where what technique might have came from, but it sounds great and you try it and it works well in your shop. But uh, I will go with AJ about the small shops. There are a lot out there and you can take a lot of notes on those. But the one thing I do see is overseas accounts have a lot of trouble getting some of the bigger name brand uh, tools that we have in the USA. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes Fez Tool or just like um, just big brand names. They have some of the similar names over there where it's like a tool that, you know, looks really like ours, mm-hmm. um, but it's a different brand. But um, that's that's about it when it comes to that. Um, and as far as my favorite sandwich, it would have to be a Reuben. Mm. Oh, mm. I like the Reuben. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it, <laughs> man! You really sounded like uh, like really craving that one. I really like a Reuben. Yeah. Um. So uh, I've been been quite a few places around the world, and I've, I've noticed a few different things uh, on my travels. So. I know Josh does a lot of traveling since he flies, but uh, uh, I've been to uh, Ethiopia before, and I noticed. And I'm not, I'm not certain on if it's just, just like subject to just Ethiopia, or if it's all in like the eastern part of Africa. But uh, there's a lot of detail that they hand carve into items, such as tables yep. and uh, even. Uh, when I was staying in a hotel over there, even the the trim around the the door um, and the baseboards all had which what looked like um, hand carved patterns into them, which is outstanding because you know how hard it is to carve wood and make it look consistent uh, by mm-hmm. hand. Mm-hmm. But um, and you could tell it was by hand because it was. It was consistent enough to where you, when you're standing up and looking at it, that it looks uniform. But when you get down close to it, there's in you know there's those inconsistencies to it. Um, yep. But other than that, I noticed uh, I I love watching. Um, I have a, I follow a few German woodworkers on on uh, 
Instagram, and I love watching them work and uh, seeing what kind of products they produce. I, I know the Germans are very efficient with uh, how they how they do their work, and uh, I've also taken a couple pages on the tools, just you know, taking note on what kind of tools mm-hmm. they use. So, I mean, I started purchasing Festool, and I use Bosch. Um, so, other than that, though, my favorite sandwich is great old. Greasy American cheeseburger with bacon. That's my that's my mm-hmm. favorite. And blue cheese. It has some blue cheese on there. I mean, Wait you can. Minute. I didn't. I, I didn't know that. This, we were adding burgers to this. I didn't know a burger was considered a a sandwich. It's meat bread. Meat bread in between two slices. Cheese. cheese. Oh man, I wish I attacked okay. this differently. R- r- weird question, but would you consider a hot dog a sandwich then? No, it's a, considered a hot dog. I've actually had a hot dog sandwich before, though. So I ran out of buns, mm-hmm. and I had to split yeah. the wiener down the middle and butterfly it and put it on a piece of bread. Serious. Yeah, works. But, yeah, um, well, I, I've done that before. You take white bread, you take the dog, you just slap it in, and you're done. Same so, thing. Actually, going back to Nick's answer, I will say that I did learn about some tools off of uh, – overseas accounts like bridge city the first time i ever seen their products shown was through a uh a maker and he was sent some products to review and use and he did a lot of hand tools and uh bridge city was kind enough to send him some of those tools and uh when i saw them there i was like wow those those are some beautiful pieces and very accurate and i actually knew about them before woodpeckers so just a little side note there you know, I was going to say hand tools. If if I had to pick anything that mm-hmm. I would see mostly used, and and that's a hard one to say because I see a lot of U.S. accounts with them using hand tools. But I think the the precision that comes you know from maybe somewhere overseas comes down to it as hand tools. And um, I forget who the account's name, um, but I'm going to probably butcher it. Uh, Radix Workshop. If you don't follow him, it's a he's an amazing follow. Um, has a lot of the Bridge City tools as well. Does amazing content, amazing videos, and um, a lot of hand tools as well. So I really enjoy watching his videos. Very well put together. Very um, well explained. It's just an overall great account. Go follow it out. We'll put it in the show notes so that you can um, go check him out. Um, but yeah, I'd have to say hand tools as well. And I have to redo my, my, my sandwich. What, what is the burger on rye? Is that a happy waitress? Happy what? (laughs) You don't know what a happy waitress is? And are you from Jersey? Oh no, you're from New York. I'm from New York. Ah, man. I think it's a happy waitress. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know. Uh, No worries. Um, so to speak to AJ's point, um, I look on YouTube quite a bit. If I'm trying to find more information regarding some hand tools, just because it's not what I particularly came up with in my my woodworking background, and I'm just now starting to venture over into more and more hand tools. But uh, there's a gentleman named Matt Estlia on on YouTube, and he does uh, a lot of good tool comparisons uh, between between different hand tool brands. He does uh, technique videos and all that, so. Uh, I know he he's a he's one of the uh, master woodworkers over there in, in the UK. So he does a well, lot of good work. 
You took mine. That's exactly who I was referring to. That's uh, when I started looking into woodworking and trying to learn more. I used to watch his videos on YouTube, and he was actually the one I was talking about with the Bridge City uh, review and okay. uh, usage. Yeah, one okay. of uh, my favorite hand tool woodworkers out there. If you want to learn some amazing stuff, he's a he's a go to. Yes. What sir. was that uh, Instagram name again? Oh, I had his his uh, YouTube. I would have to look oh. him up on Instagram. I think I do follow him. Um, just give me a moment while I do that. Well, um, I mean, I'm just wondering because I honestly didn't hear it because I was trying to look up what a what a burger on rye was now that I'm really hungry, and it's called a patty melt. Not oh, a happy okay. that's, that's what I thought it was called, but you were going there, down a path. I couldn't help you. There is something called a happy waitress, though. But anyway. Um, his uh, Instagram uh, IG account is just his name. It, no space, nothing. It's just Matt Estela. Um, probably not pronouncing that right, but um, and uh, you you texted yeah. to me. I'll screenshot it that way. You can. Uh, That's perfect. Take a look then I'll get it in the show notes for everybody, and that uh, you'll be able to go check his stuff out. So um, we also have another question that got sent. In. Well, we're done with. We're all good with that one. Everybody answered. Yeah, That's correct. Favorite yep. sandwich okay. is complete, man. I know. I now I just want to get this episode over with so I can go eat something. <laughs> no, <I'm> really <laughs> Damn. So anyway, um, not that I don't love you guys. I really enjoy you know doing this podcast with you, but I, I, I would like dinner at some point. Anyway, next question is from Robert Lee over at uh, his Instagram is Brush Fires of Freedom Workshop on Instagram, and his question, if I had it ready, which I do. <laughs> We're professionals. Is, we are professionals. Uh, his question is, how do you handle shipping of your flags? I've been making flags and other items for friends and family for a while, but recently decided to get more serious and have no idea how to quote shipping prices, what company to use, or how to package them. Thanks in advance, Robert Lee. So my the way I ship flags is um, I get the flag done last minute, the day it's supposed to go out, and I frantically run around and try to piece together cardboard boxes with a lot of packing tape. And then as I put the flag inside with probably three miles of bubble wrap, um, I forget to put my <laughs> sticker and business card in there. So now I have to undo the tape and then throw everything in there and then tape it back up. So that's my – I and just Josh knows say- this. Yeah, I, I know how this goes. Um, I actually have a video on my Instagram. So if you like to see his packaging, <laughs> I, I unwrap one of his flags that he sent me. And uh, it was definitely well protected. Uh, you know, I'm kind of, I'm coming up with different ways. And I just shipped out um, – uh, well, it will be going out tomorrow um, – a 8-inch tall, 36-inch wide coat rack. Same thickness as the flat flags you know, about three quarters of an inch. And I wanted to protect it without having to wrap the whole thing with bubble wrap. So what I did was I wanted to find some foam that went around edges. Well, they sell TV corners. So you can put it at like if you're shipping a TV or something like that. Well, I don't have those. And of course it's last minute, you know, because why would I get a shipment out sooner? Um, I actually found that I had in my um, basement that I had um, half inch, Pipe insulation. It's black in color, round, and it has a, per, a perforated slit 
on the one side. Well, if you don't want it to be, you know, open like a C, you don't have to. It'll stay round. But what I did was I broke the perforation, slid it on the edges, and it held it off the um, bottom of the box, and it padded it really, really nicely. And then I put some extra packing on top and, and like on the sides just in case like something got crushed by it or whatnot. It wouldn't damage it. But the, I have to say the whole coat rack f- was just floating within that box. And that's probably the – I'm going to honestly go back to Home Depot and get a few more uh, lengths of it because it, it looks like just regular black foam. And like I said, it, it fits on a three-quarter inch flag, no problem. The wavy flags are a little thicker, so I might have to come up with something a little bit different for that. But um, luckily, I'm not shipping too many flags. I'm shipping a lot of other stuff, though. So I know I've been using ShipNerd for um, my shipping needs for UPS and whatnot. They do have good prices. Um, I will say you want to be very accurate with your address and don't leave out anything. Whatever the customer gives you, you put exactly down because I left out a uh, an apartment number or letter and um, they they actually – I got charged extra because UPS had to re-deliver it. It was a whole big thing. So anyway, I, I use ShipNerd. I haven't had any problems with them except I didn't you know, put down the one letter. Um, but that's my fault. And um, I also want to try out – what's the other one for USPS? Uh Pirate ship? Is that what yes. That's going to be my next one. I signed up, um, but I haven't used them yet. Once I get time to sit down and really go over everything, then I'll, you know, see what I could do. But like I said, my uh, my shipments, I, I actually don't ship a ton of stuff, so I'm still new to it, but I am looking at getting regular boxes, not my old Amazon boxes, the old, you know, dishwasher box. I want it to look kind of clean and professional. So um, I'm changing my packaging game a little bit, you know, in the coming months. But yeah, that's that's uh, what I got. How about you, Nick? You ship a lot of stuff. I ship a ton of stuff, and I didn't know anything about those two companies you just mentioned. I've just drive my happy behind to the United States Post Office and send it, and hope and pray that it gets there. <laughs> but no, I. Packaging wise, I use a lot of bubble wrap. Usually, I'll wrap the item once with bubble wrap, and then I'll build a uh, cocoon of cardboard around it. <laughs> um, especially taking note to protect the edges or the corners. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, the corners are always the first thing to take a hit and chip some wood off. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, I've I've lost so much money to. I've had like five or six packages. Before I started wrapping it in cardboard, I've had five or six packages I had to remake uh, the product wow. inside because of the, yeah. I always get insurance, too. But uh, for some reason, the United States Post Office never likes to pay out on insurance. Um, huh. I don't know if that's a uh, like a false promise on their part, but apparently our products aren't, I don't know, aren't standardized or whatnot. So, hmm. Anyway, I, I got I got that answer from them. But long answer, or long story short, I will uh, I ship with bubble mailers, so I have the large bubble mailers, and I slide that cardboard cocoon inside the bubble mm-hmm. mailers. So you have the bubble mailer, cardboard, and then bubble wrap on the inside of that. Everything's sealed up, and I I 
I go through so much tape. I tape that thing. <laughs> I'll tape it until I, I mean, you got to think a quarter roll of tape on, on each package is it's quite a bit. But um, other than that, USPS, unless the customer requests uh, UPS. But I will not ship how, FedEx. How big are, because you're saying the bubble mailers, like like the manila kind of color? No, like the yellowy? White. They're white. They're about 22 right. inches long by wow. like 14, 15 inches wide, something like that. Uh, wow. I bought a, I bought a, I buy them off Amazon. I get a whole box of them uh-huh. for, of like uh, 50 or 100. And you only spend like, so you buy it, say you go to the store and try to buy it. You'll get like a, you'll get one for like $1.50, $2. But I mm-hmm. buy mine from uh, Amazon and I'll get like 50 or 100 for, what is it, like 45 bucks. So you're saving money in the long run there on your packaging. Uh, I'll get my bubble wrap from uh, whichever big box store I can get it from, at who's cheapest at the time. And the tape. That's the same thing, man. That's it. Okay. About you, Josh? Well, I haven't really shipped that much. Um, only shipped a couple of things out. A lot to AJ in the last year or so. But uh, yeah. um, the one major thing I shipped out was a cutting board, and it was during the holiday season. I just made sure I wrapped that thing as as much as I could and protect it. Mm. Um, hearing some of the horror stories from Nick and AJ, I kind of had uh, know how to try to protect it as much as I could. And uh, it arrived, no issues, uh, a little bit longer than it was supposed to. But again, it was during the holiday, so kind of expected. Um, I will be signing up for one of the many shipping companies out there, probably going to do the pirate ship. Um, I hear a lot of good things with that. I know makers that use it and uh, they swear by it. So with that, um, I'm probably just going to go on there, go on Amazon and get my packaging and maybe go to Sticker Beat and get some um, tape from them so I can, you know, tape that final layer with my logo on it just to give that extra little um, professional look. But um, I think that wraps up that question pretty good. You guys have any other uh, tidbits to add to it? No, but I would say maybe try doing that uh, little foam trick uh, with yours, Nick. Maybe even putting a little piece of foam on the uh, the corner if you don't already. Like I said, I was blown away by how well it actually worked. And it's, you know, like I said, you could get it right at Home Depot. Yeah, so, I mean, like when I ship larger items that are bigger than 11 by 19 or whatnot, uh, I will use, uh, I'll build a crate put foam in there around the corners and all that stuff and then uh i'll I'll get a box or build a box uh from large big large pieces of cardboard but other than that yeah i'm everything since i started putting the cardboard on the inside of the package like the cocoon it has started working it's been fantastic haven't had any complaints or any uh product injuries nice okay okay well with that we got uh, some topics that you want to get into, Josh? Absolutely. Um, we have a couple good topics. Uh, one Nick came up with is layout tools for under $50. So for people starting out, um, you know, woodworking is not cheap. So getting into it, there are a few things you're going to want to get. And layout tools are going to be amongst those 
because without them, you're not going to get quality products. You need some good tools, especially for layout, um, to produce a quality product. And uh, Nick, you came up with the topic, man. I want to know your uh, top top layout tools for under right. fifty. So my top three layout tools for under fifty dollars. Uh, so I have first and foremost woodpeckers. Now everybody knows their stuff is expensive. However, comma, they make a mini square that is machine milled uh, aluminum. It's a st- stuck at ninety. It's maybe about three inches tall, and that thing, that sucker, has saved me so much heartache. What uh, on any project that I work on that I have to use a joiner or a table saw or my bandsaw, mm-hmm. I always double check to see. If my fence is at 90 on my joiner or my blades are at 90 on the table saw or bandsaw, this way I can adjust the table on the bandsaw or, you know, likewise adjust the blade on the table saw. But that uh, Woodpecker's Mini Square ran me about $32 uh, at Amazon. So, I mean, you might see it and think $32 for that. But uh, in the end, it'll save you a lot more money in messed up materials. So... Um, Next up, I have the uh, Veritas wheel marking gauge uh, from LeeValley.com. This Mm -hmm. uh, marking gauge is outstanding. Uh, I know they make a lot of different marking gauges from whether it be Wood River or Lee Nielsen or whatnot, but uh, this marking gauge is is legit. I haven't had any issues with it. It does what it's supposed to do. It marks what I need it to mark, and uh, it's, it's just been detrimental to uh to my cnc operation as well because i use it to help align my my uh uh, my gantry on the rails to make sure it's all square um anyway that marking gauge ran me 41 dollars and 50 cents at leevalley.com and lastly and this is the most recent addition of the three to my to my workshop is the uh the narex marking knife with the dual bevel and on Amazon, that's twenty seven ninety nine. That little thing is sharp. And if you need to make a line on a plank or a board that you're going to cut, that thing will get it as close as humanly possible to where that that cut needs to be. So mm-hmm. I know I used to use pencils or whatever's laying around pens, but those marks are a little wider. And every now and then you have something that's just not quite lining up properly just because of that. Um, mm-hmm. but this marking knife is, uh, it's clutch. Anyway, that's all I got. What about you, uh, AJ? What do you got? Well, I, I definitely have to invest in one of those marking knives. Um, cause I know, I know what you were talking about with the, <clears throat> it might be off just that little bit and, uh, you go to cut it and now it's too small. So, um, now Real, real quick, when you do a marking knife, do you do any kind of mark on top of that so you can see it, or is it is it pretty good that you can actually see it? As long as you have light in your shop, you should be able to see it, and if you can't see it, you can feel it with your fingernail if you need to find it again. Okay. Um, nice. And uh, if you have a really fine pencil, um, or if you have any pencil, really, and you can't find that, that mark, uh, what mm. I found is do I would turn the pencil like – cant the pencil and run it across the plank and where where the break mm-hmm. is that's where the mark is um okay but yeah i love Makes it sense. man 
Cool. Well, I, I really like this topic that you, you know you brought up. I know Josh was talking about it before, but my three go-to um, layout tools would have to be, and I just used them tonight, would be the ClearStyle Pocket Rules. Um, ClearStyle is the company. They come in three different size uh, pocket rules, and they have stops on them so that you could set the depth. And let me tell you, I, I saw I saw them advertised on, I think it was Instagram, and, you know, the, the big name companies have them. But, you know, I said, let me give these a shot. And I have to say, they're, they're dead accurate. Um, don't have any issues with them. I, I did have one issue. It was a manufacturer defect. So I reached out to ClearStyle and they took care of it. And in a couple of days, I had a brand new um, one of the rules had a little ding in it. So they great customer service as well. And those went for $49.90. So skating that $50 mark, but <laughs> definitely well worth it. Um, they come as a 6-inch, 8-inch, and a 12-inch. Definitely well worth having in your shop. And um, my second layout tool would be one, two, three blocks. Um, I don't know if you guys ever heard of those, but they're 1-inch, 2-inch, 3-inch. And I checked it the other day because I needed a 3-inch cut. So I went, oh, instead of me using my tape measure on the table saw, I grabbed the one, two, three block and it was quick, simple and accurate. So, um, and the pack that I had picked up on Amazon was actually a two pack. So I guess in case, you know, you drop it, you know, then you have a secondary, but you know, you could also put them together, I guess, to make six inch, you know, and four inch if you really wanted to. And, um, so it's really nice. They went for $22 on Amazon. And my last one would be a digital caliper. Um, I use that for the CNC. Um, now that I'm getting into fusion, I'm using the digital caliper even more by, I have to measure parts. Uh, the other day I did a battery holder for a snap on battery. So what I did was I measured the whole thing, drew it out on paper. And, um, next thing you know, I have it in fusion. So it's really nice to have that. It has a LCD display that you can do fraction inch or millimeters. And, um, it works out real, real well. The one that I had gotten was on Amazon and it was for $20 and 57 cents. Um, so it's, you know, not too costly and, um, you'll be using it a ton of times. I, I know I'm finding myself using it more and more. I have one at my regular job, you know, for, we use it as in a mechanic shop quite a bit, you know, just to measure in the depth of a hole, um, you know, de- uh, the size of a part, the, the bolts that we use. So it's definitely, it's a tool that you wouldn't think you would use. You know, you go, oh, I got a tape measure, but this is more accurate. And you have the screen that you can read out and um, it gives it down to literally, I think it's like 0. 0.00 something. It's a, it's an accurate reading. So um, definitely go pick up your uh, digital caliper on Amazon. And um, that's what I got. So what about you, Josh? I'm curious to know, what are your three <laughs> tools? You guys have named some really good tools, you know, that I would definitely say go out and get right away. Um, I just wanted to bring up with the woodpecker square that Nick brought up. Um, mm-hmm. There is a maker called DFM Toolworks that actually ah. makes something similar, but he actually has holes in it, so it becomes a center scribe too because he it includes these pins. Um, yes. We make squares, and they're incredibly accurate, and it's a smaller maker. I, I like woodpeckers. I love their stuff. I have their stuff. Try to get some of the makers out there that uh, are a little bit smaller than some of those name brands that are making some amazing stuff, and I just wanted to shout him out real quick. Um, for my top three, 
So one of the first layout tools I grabbed off Amazon was $36.95. And it's a double sliding square and it comes in a set of two, uh, two uh, four inch and a six inch. It's high precision and I've been using them from day one. I use them almost every time I'm in the shop. I can go ahead and reproduce things fairly easy. Mm -hmm. Um, I know I have larger ones, but those are the, they came in that two pack and I, I absolutely love them. I use them every time I'm in there. And something similar is a Grizzly Machina Squares. Now, they come in five different sizes. I use the top three sizes the most, and they're about $39.99. And uh, I, that's how I started checking things for Square. That's how I was checking, you know, my my fences and everything else in the shop for Square. Um, they're, they're good for machinists. They're going to be good for woodworking. The tolerances are much, much smaller than a lot of woodworking measuring tools. And uh, if it's square to those, it's square. No doubt about it. And it's cheaper than you get a set of five different sizes than you would get with some of the other stuff you can buy out there. Um, now, I was kind of torn with my last one. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. Get yourself a good tape measure, a tape measure you can trust. Um, okay. Honestly, um, when I first started, I told the story a couple of different times, so I'm not going to go into it too long, but um, I had like three different tape measures. Two of them measured the same, but that third mm -hmm. one did not, and I was using them back and forth in the shop, and you know my measurements are getting messed up. One tape measure said this, one tape measure said that. Get yourself a, a good one that you can, you know, trust that, you know, is going to be your go-to. I use the Crescent ones, and uh, they're usually around $23.63 on Amazon. And mm -hmm. those are great because you can use um, – both sides have the measurements on them, and they're large. The lines are large. It's easy to see. And nice. uh, they're just, you know, they're really good tape measures. Cool. Um but that's my top three. Um, all good tools, all stuff you can utilize in the shop and uh, make your uh, woodworking experience much, much easier and better, which is going to make you want to get in the shop a little bit more. But our last topic, I'm excited about this one, is biggest flop tool that you bought. Used once, maybe twice, but then never used because it's such a flop. Nick, I, I know you're chopping out the bullet here. No, I'm what is get your biggest flop one. tool? I'm going to get some flack because, especially for all the red tool guys, which I am a red tool guy. I love the M18 platform. All of my power tools, like my hand power tools, are M18 um, that are cordless. Uh, now, I thought a few years ago, I thought, you know, let me, I need to get a new miter saw. I've got a seven and a quarter miter, seven and a quarter inch miter saw. Um, I needed something bigger, and I wanted to get something nice. So I watched some reviews, and everybody was raving about. Now everybody was ra ra yeah, raving about the M18 <laughs> uh, miter saw. But what I didn't realize was everybody that was raving about it was sponsored by Milwaukee. So <laughs> that's a little lesson learned there. So I go and get the thing. I love it at first. I'm thinking, man, this thing sounds like, you know, it's got some power and uh, cutting through two by fours. Yeah, it's great. You can cut yeah. pine all day with it. But <laughs> for my purposes, cutting hardwood and, and all that, it, it really it didn't do me do serve me well. 
uh, I would always get kickback no matter what. Um, even when if I st- stepped my cuts like I do uh, now, I, you know, I'll score score the plank and then uh-huh. I'll I'll go a little deeper and then all the way through. But um, always got kickback from the darn thing. I don't think the fence was completely square. And what I mean by that, I I, I know you can adjust the the fence to to on a normal miter saw and make it square. But I think this thing had a bend in it from the factory. So uh, I would take a, a a square to it after after the cut, and I never nothing ever never failed. I was always off by like enough to where it was noticeable when you put uh, pieces together. So huh. unfortunately, I I got rid of that saw. I got rid of that saw. I had to get rid of it. I couldn't I couldn't work with it because I just kept banging my head against the wall. Um, mm-hmm. And. Uh, it was a 10-inch model. Now, I don't know about the 12-inch model, but other than that, that was my biggest flop. I'm sorry, Milwaukee. Uh, I don't <laughs> like your, your miter saw, the cordless one. I love the rest of your lineup, though. How about you, AJ? Oof. That's a, that's a good one. Um, I want to say I don't really have something that's on the top of my head, but the only thing I can think of is that jigsaw that Josh and I talked about a couple episodes ago. Um, it's a rigid Fugo jigsaw, and I read great reviews on it. It has great power, this, that, the other thing. Um, and when you turn it on, the thing's a nasty beast because it's got one speed, and that is literally just like a bat out of hell almost, and it's, it's bad. I, I never liked it from day one, um, but I stuck with it just because I didn't want to go out and buy something else. Elf, yes. <laughs> and uh, I have to say, I, I if I can avoid that thing, I will with every ounce of my body because I, I don't like using it. I'm looking at getting a, a cordless one from Milwaukee. I am Team Red, but I do agree with you, Nick. I, I used it at a buddy's house, and it, it feels like a toy. Um, we were talking about this before we started recording, but that, that's exactly what it feels like. It doesn't feel solid, um, for quick cuts. If you don't really need it to be dead accurate or, you know, you're, it's really good, uh, like as a, as a job site saw, because you know, it's portable with the, you know, the battery. And most of the time you're cutting, you know, pine two by fours, two by sixes. It'll go through that. If you, if you, if you don't push it through and, um, I, that did hurt a little bit because I, I am a big fan of Milwaukee, but I do agree with you on that one. So, uh, yeah, I think it's that rigid jigsaw for me. What about you, Josh? Well, it's it was hard for me to come up with a tool because, I mean, like most of the tools I have, you know, I started off with skill products and then I kind of upgraded. And, you know, we all know how skill tools can be but um i'm actually going to name off uh the scroll saw that i bought not in the very beginning almost i got off marketplace it was a craftsman i brought it home i started it up i tried it you know Mm -hmm. brand new tool and uh then after that i just collected dust i mean like especially with the introduction of my laser and then you know later on the cnc it just was a tool that i bought knowing that I wanted to do some of the things it was capable of, but I just, I didn't like how it handled. I didn't like how it cut. It was one of those things I was very uncomfortable using and it just, 
It's actually my garage now. So if anyone wants it mm. for sale, they can have it for $30. It comes with a brand new pack of blades because I used that <laughs> once. So, um, but yeah, that's, so, that was my tool. So are we allowed to advertise our tools for sale here? Cause I, I can go ahead and list them off in the practice. <laughs> what you got? What, what <laughs> no, you got? Just you got? I'm just playing, <laughs> but that was pretty specific. Just, just let me know. You can have it for $30. <laughs> <laughs> or less. I don't care. Get out of my shop. Um, yeah, it's one of those things, man. Like, we all had those tools that we get. And we're like, oh, man, we're going to utilize this. We tell our wives, hey, it's going to be, you know, something that is used every day in the shop. Get in the shop. We use it. We look around. We're like, yep, where's that corner? And it just collects dust. Or, yeah. you know, in AJ's case, stays in the box. Um, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> it be, it's in the box for its own protection. I'm keeping it there so it stays new, and in about like 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years, it'll, it'll be, be an antique. <laughs> ah. And then when yeah. somebody goes, oh, man, I really wish they still made that old blah, 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 I could sell it for millions. Boom. I just thought you were trying hey. to open up a hardware store in your garage. That's all. Whatever helps Maybe. you sleep at night, AJ. Just saying. <laughs> you, you, you know, the only time I remember I have that uh, Porter Cable uh, dovetail maker is when I go under my bench to grab something else, and I'm like, "Oh, that's where I put it," and then I forget about it. Got to open that man and use it at least once to say you did. But uh, with that, you know, Nick, I think you. I really want to hear some more words from our sponsors. Oh, outstanding! <laughs> so we here at Sawdust Nation Podcast would love to thank our sponsors once again, Total Boat. Total Boat makes quality epoxy products with outstanding customer service. Uh, Check out Total Boat on their Instagram, Facebook, or their website at TotalBoat.com. And Sticker Beat. They make amazing custom stickers at affordable prices. Use promo code SAWDUSTNATION, no spaces, all one word, twenty for 20% off today. Thank you, Sticker Beat. And that's all for yes. our sponsors. <laughs> well, well, thank you, Nick. And uh, we just wanted to let you guys know how you can get in contact with us. You could reach. Well, it, uh, I'm getting at least a good approval. Yeah, I appreciate that, Josh. Thank you. No, not you, Nick. Oh, well, thank you. This will be my last episode. It was nice doing it with all of you guys. And um, I'm out. And before I go, I want to say you can get in contact with me at Crafted and NJ on Instagram. You can get in contact with Nick if you want to let him know how well that uh, sponsor read was and uh, how many things you bought from Total Boat because of that sponsor read. Uh, at MPG, that's NPG Creations on Instagram. And you can get a hold of the lovely Josh from North Country Woodworking on Instagram. And if you want to get a hold of all three of us at the same exact time and then none of us know who to answer you know, at that <laughs> moment in time, you can hit us up on, or as uh, Nick would say, you can slide into our DMs over at Sawdust Nation Podcast on Instagram. And if you're not on Instagram and you're listening to this, um, you want to send us an email with a question, send it to sawdustnationpodcast at gmail.com. And I'm going to throw it over to you, Josh. What do you have to say? So I want to bring up Apple Reviews. If you listen to the podcast and you happen to be an Apple user in any aspect, please go on there and rate us five stars. If not, I think Walnut the cat is going to find you. I think that's the ongoing thing. And uh, we keep track. 
it helps our numbers. It helps us get rated higher, which allows, you know, new people to go ahead and experience the Sawdust Nation. Um, and that's what we're about. We're about community. So the more people that know, the more people that listen, the larger the community, the more we can do for you guys. It, it's just one of those things where it's like woodworking. The more that know, the better. Uh, yeah. So give us five stars. Tell us what you think. Good, bad, the ugly. Rate us five stars. And with that, I thank everyone for stopping by, listening, and uh, continuing on this journey. We just recently hit 4,500 downloads. Um, that's a that's a pretty good mile marker for 30 episodes. And uh, we couldn't do it without you. So you have a good week, and uh, go make some sawdust. Anything from you, AJ? No, but I, I did want to – I when I find this company that sells um, – Precision squares, like we were talking about layout tools, um, yeah. they they are actually like um, they have imperfections in them, but they're not uh, messing up the accuracy of them. I'll put it in the show notes. I'll send it out to you guys as well. But they are um, really great squares. But like I said, they have like maybe a nick from manufacturing or something. Not nick from MPG, just from manufacturing. And um, but you can get a quality <laughs> with every square. purchase, you get a nick. <laughs> yes, you get a nick. <laughs> But uh, once I find out this company, because it's on the tip of my tongue, and I know I threw this whole show off, but once I find it out, I'll let you guys know. Because, like I said, they're machinist squares that are really great discount because they, you know, they can't sell them as brand new since they have a little defect. Um, mm. So I'll let everybody know. I'll post it up in a story, and then we'll go from there. But I wanted to say thank you guys for joining us. Uh, you know, I'm talking to you and uh, Nick over here. I, I I appreciate you guys coming on this podcast. That. Um, Myself and Walnut do every uh, every Wednesday. I meant Tuesday, Thursday ish. One day it gets out there. But thank you to everybody listening, and I hope you have a great um, week weekend, and you guys enjoy. I love everybody. I love you all. Nick has something to say. I just wanted to let everybody know: take care of yourselves and each other. Until next time. Until next time. Yes. And Josh, I'll be getting your wood in the mail. I can't wait to receive it. And I'm out. No bye-byes? No, bye-byes, everybody. (laughs) Bye-byes. Sawdust Nation out. So I really lost my composure there, huh? In the beginning. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I couldn't hold it together. It just kept getting worse and worse. Yes, yes, it did. It did with Josh's wood being in the mail. He gave me his wood. I couldn't find the wood. And I'm, I, there's a lot of wood being given and taken, and it's not good. It's not good wood either. <laughs> it's and mediocre then, wood. <laughs> and then <laughs> with a slow hardener? Oh, my gosh. Oh, I have slow hardener and fast hardener. So however ah. you're feeling that day. I felt like going slow yesterday because I didn't want it to ruin the wood. I didn't want my wood to get ruined. Sometimes when you go too fast, it's not good either. So no, definitely not. Well, when I went too when I went slow, it got hot and then it burned and it almost (laughs) melted through. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe you just meant to go fast, man. Sometimes you're not meant to go slow. I guess not. I guess not. I have nothing on that one. This whole episode. Dude, this whole episode was a that's what she said joke. <laughs>